Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is our number two of the morning show with Preston Scott. David Allen over there in Studio 1A. I am here in Studio 1B. And joining me in studio the executive editor of Tallahassee Reports, the one, the only, Steve Stewart. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Good. Busy. Feeling good as a Clemson fan, I bet. Yeah, that was a beatdown, huh? That, that was, was good. I was expecting a little more of a challenge there, but we'll, we'll end up getting beat by probably Wake Forest. <laughs> I, I was in Doe Campbell when they were announcing the score, and they put they they had a videotape clip of Jimbo Fisher that went on the big screen. The chorus of boos that came out. It was a little unseemly, but it was, uh, man, the folks here don't like you, Jimbo you're anymore. You're telling me that Florida State fans don't care for Jimbo Fisher? Not anymore, they don't. Well, well you know, from a media standpoint, you know, uh, and it doesn't get reported a lot, but I mean, he left the program in a little bit of a mess, you he, know. And it, just a bit. Yeah, and it wasn't really covered. But anyway, we're, a lot not, of things we're to, not crazy about Dabo Sweeney either. Uh, well, <laughs> speak for yourself. I always liked the guy. No, I, I like him. Uh, but he was smart. He he got good coordinators exactly. in early and, and became the CEO. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in town, beginning with the blueprint. Yeah, you know, August was the recess for the local government, and now they're started in September with all their meetings, and mm-hmm. there's a lot, of, a lot of information coming out. Blueprint on Thursday went till 1230. I was there till 930, 10 o'clock, uh, reporting, published a number of stories. You know, and the, the reason I wanted to mention it is a couple of things. Northeast Gateway was on the agenda, which is the road that uh, they want to connect with Kalarm. Um, and then there was the FAMU way uh, issue where they were going to cut down some trees. The thing that I saw in common in both those is that, you know, they're starting to push up these projects against neighborhoods. And so people are getting more engaged. There are 120 people there to speak. I haven't seen that since the deferred comp days. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> a lot of people there. And the thing that is even more promising from my standpoint is that there's uh, debate among the the commissioners. Actually, there was personal attacks, which is always interesting to see. Uh, Jeremy Matlow is really concerned and frustrated with the process, you know, that they're raising, they're, they're putting projects and priorities 15 years out, you know, and telling people that they can't get them changed, even though things are changing. And so he's very frustrated with the process. And the blueprint committee is made up of city and county commissioners, 12 elected officials, yes, seven and five. And so uh, he took, you know, called it a sham, said it was uh, madness. And, you know, then they uh, and the thing is, he's got some other commissioners that support his position, maybe not in that kind of uh, rhetoric, not as confrontational. Right. Even though, like, uh, for example, Do- uh, Christian Dozier is, I think, concerned about the process. Um, but some of the new commissioners, Diane Williams Cox, uh, Dr. Elaine Bryan, are not real thrilled with the process. And so it was, uh, it was you know, it was a little bit of a hectic meeting. But it, again, it shows that there's engagement. So the Northeast Gateway, just to bring you up to date on that, is, well, is it a done deal? I, you know, the traffic analysis is due in December, and what the, one of the big fights was, listen, we want 
every all the parties that are concerned to have some input into this traffic analysis so it's credible when it comes back. We don't want to get an analysis that you know that everybody says is not credible. So Kalarn has hired their own um, traffic engineer. So evidently that person is going to be involved in how Blueprint creates this analysis. They expanded the scope of the analysis to in- include more alternatives. Okay. So it's a big issue, and it'll be interesting to see how it, how it works out. But it's been the done deal for a while, but now obviously a number of commissioners, Rick Miner, Curtis Richardson, said that this the the amount of pushback uh, they haven't heard in a long time that they're getting from Clarna State. So it's really causing them to pause. And so anyway, I think that's a good thing. Um, and that was Thursday. Real quick, last night they had a city commission meeting. couple of things. The ethics officer thing was really should even have been on the, the agenda. Um, they're talking about double filling the ethics position. And it's more of a budget issue. How are they going to pay for it? Because the city, remember, they don't have any control of the operations of the ethics officer or the the ethics board, but they do fund it. And so evidently the uh, ethics officer spoke and said, listen, we were, we're not asking for more money on this. Um, that brings us to the ethics officer, which is, you know, she's supposed to resign in February. This goes back to part of the, you know, the problem with the independent ethics board. They just won't pull a trigger on some of these things. You know, she should have been gone, in my opinion, and, and in opinion, a lot of people who are following the ethics board. Yeah. But that was uh, that was an issue they took up, and I guess when we get back after uh, the break, we can finish up on another couple issues. Yeah. Some of us held the opinion that she never should have had the job to begin with because she worked for the city commission. And how can you hold accountable the people who gave you your job? Ten minutes after the hour with Steve Stewart of Tallahassee Reports. Support the paper. Support investigative reporting at TallahasseeReports.com. You think that's the theme of the Pink Panther? <laughs> nay, nay. It is the theme of the intrepid reporting of Tallahassee Reports. There you go. Steve Stewart with me. Uh, just to kind of put a bow on that thing dealing with the ethics officer, they, they wanted to overlap a new hire with the outgoing ethics officer and and the word on the street steve is she delayed her departure till february and was allowed to delay it so she could get retirement yeah everybody's afraid to do anything because they're afraid of lawsuits they're afraid of you know having to defend themselves and so they're letting her basically define they want to get rid of her because she's and it's not without cause i mean they they hired an attorney, you know, a board attorney that she had uh, she had actually recommended or was involved with the process, and he he had done some work for her. Again, your point is, and people don't remember this, is the city when they saw that the independent ethics board was going to be on the ballot, they quickly hired a, an a city ethics officer. Yeah, and that was her. And then she, you know, remember uh, the, uh, Andrew Gillum made his appointment to the uh, independent ethics board, and then Lila Jaber, and then they moved her over there. So it's been uh, bad from the beginning, and um, now we see, you know. That commission that appointed it have got their own problems with the city manager that was in charge at the time. Yeah. So it, it, it didn't start in a good place. I still hold out Best hope. of intentions, but the worst of execution. Right. And I think hopefully it'll get, she's supposed to resign in February, if not sooner. And we'll but isn't that, that taxpayer money if she collects pension? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, I mean, it's there. And, and again, people are afraid to pull the trigger on stuff like this. And so let's see what happens. Now, two other important things at the city commission meeting, the audit of contracts that might be related to the FBI investigation. You know, listen, the U.S. attorney, they, you know, they took they actually responded to the city's request, which is more than they do on a, a lot of media requests. And basically, said, look, we take no position. You do what you want to do. 
And it's so, not our purview. Yeah, we're not going to get involved with this. And so it looks like they're going to go ahead and start teeing up a process to go ahead and look at these contracts. One of the interesting things that I'll bring up here is that there's starting to be some chatter from people that this whole Kalarn vote on the golf course needs, needs to be re-looked at. And there, I tell you what, if you start looking at the people involved, um, if there's any contract that you know that warrants a second look or, or a vote, that would be one of them. Because so you got a city commissioner that pled uh, guilty to pay for play, voted on it. You've got a city manager that was in charge that has resigned, and you have uh, J.T. Burnett who was involved with it and been has, indicted. has been indicted. I mean. You know, that is kind of a smoking gun. Yeah, there's a lot there to look at. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see if that, because now the next thing is which contracts you're going to look at. Once you start to go ahead and look at them, which, where's the cutoff? What are you going to look at? Well, yeah. yeah I mean, so, I, think, I think it would be a list of anybody that had a client relationship with Scott Maddox or Paige Carter Smith. Exactly. So we'll see where that goes. Another one, which is sort of an end of an era uh, formally, is the new lobbyist contract was uh, given to another lobbying firm, Gray Robinson. And, you know, that means that Sean Pittman, who has been a part of that contract since 2003, a.k.a. John Marks, for a very long time. In other words, it was basically uh, John Daly did keep a campaign promise. He moved that process out of the mayor's office of hiring the state lobbyist two under the city manager. Now they've hired Gray Robinson. Sean Pitton's not involved with it. This was the, a source of a lot of frustration for people who were covering City Hall. Uh, it was pointed out and then that, you know, that Mr. Pittman was the campaign manager for Marks and then they went and hired another lobbyist and put Pittman underneath him so that his name wasn't on the contract. You know, shady. Yeah. And so obviously all that stuff's coming home to roost. But they voted for a one-year contract with this company, Gray Robinson, and they're going to evaluate it going forward. So I think you know, a very good indication of where we're moving. Leon County School Board. Yeah, so we're continuing to try to pull uh, information out of the school board on these meetings, the agenda review meetings that involve six, elect- six elected officials. Looks like they uh, had 43 meetings, and now we're uh, getting narrowing it down to where they really don't have audio tapes or, I would argue, proper minutes for uh, 11 of the meetings, about 25% of the meetings over the last three years. Wow. So... Anyway, we'll have a we verify those numbers and get everything together. We'll have a story up. As always, thank you. Thank you, Preston. Steve Stewart of Tallahassee Reports. Again, subscribe, get the paper. That's the only way you're going to know what's really going on in the capital city of the third largest state in the nation. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.